Hello, and welcome to episode seven of the Rock County Sports Podcast. I am Jimmy Oswald, joined always by Mr. Jim Franz. Mr. Mr. All right. Sucking up this week. Yeah, I guess so. It's only uh, my age, though. Here, uh, here, well, they can't tell your age by the sound of your voice. They don't know you, don't see you. Oh, I think the Mr. thing, probably. Mr., though. Yeah, well, they know I'm young, out of college, you know. Anybody's a Mr. to me in this business. But uh, we are back for another week of football, uh, high school football once again. It is just me and Jim, uh, as Janesville is in the process of replacing Mr. John Barry. See, I called him Mr. Too. Absolutely. <laughs> so, He's a very tough guy to replace. Tough guy to replace. Uh, so as always, we uh, you know we are reading the same stuff as you guys, basically, with the Janesville teams. Uh, you know, Janesville Gazette has done a great job, um, you know, filling in that coverage while they search for a replacement. So we're going the best we can with these. Uh, we're going to know more about our teams than the other teams, so bear with us as we... Uh, Try to equally give every, every team their fair shake of attention on this podcast. But, uh, yeah, uh, rough week for Wisconsin teams, though, in our area. I, know, I, was, I was lucky that I was in Winnebago County last week yeah. <laughs> covering, a, covering an undefeated yeah. Hananiga team that no one cares for on this podcast. That'll be on the Hananiga podcast that uh, Jimmy and I <laughs> never do. But, uh, no. that, that's, but that's a good team. I that's Yeah, Hananiga's a good team. Um, you know, South Boy, also uh, an Illinois team who uh, – can be fun to watch. I don't know how good they are. Three and two, I think, but you know, you know, two or they have four wins. I think they have four. Wins. They have four wins. I believe they do. It's hard to tell because on the Max Prep site, they have them having like four wins against Christian Life. It has like That's four true. different times. So I think it has them as like five <laughs> and two, true. but like three of those wins didn't count. Yeah, yeah. Some of those are not conference games. But they, they did drop one last week, uh, twenty to fourteen, three and a half hours away, someplace I never yeah. heard of. But uh, back in. Uh, Let's go back to Wisconsin. People don't care about these Illinois no. teams. Sorry about that little break in the little side there. But uh, yes, I was in Clinton to. I finally had to watch Peyton Bingham. Uh, you know, take on. You, you were the problem. Obviously. Yeah, I got to see him take on Marcuson, who is. I think they were ranked number seven uh, in the state, um, and they looked like it. They uh, they completely shut down. Well, I'll say this though. They shut down Peyton, but he still had ninety eight yards rushing, two touchdowns. He had a two point conversion. I mean, that's not his usual output, but. If that's your day of getting shut down, that's not slow down. Maybe that's yeah, slow down. Slow down. Yeah. Yeah, they did their best to limit him, uh, and they kind of they kind of took you know I'm sure they have their own game plan, but they almost took a page out of the Cougars' game plan. Their quarterback, I think his name was Ryan Mast. Yeah, Ryan Mast. He uh, you know he ran all over Clinton's defense. He had uh, 153 yards, three touchdowns. He was a big part. He broke off two big runs uh, in the third quarter to kind of you know stop any holes of a comeback from Clinton. Yeah. Uh, just a really good team. It's a really talented offense. Uh, you know, we've seen Clinton be talented before. They've held opponents to low scores before, so it's not like that defense can't do it. Just one of those days where you come out and you, you play a really tough team, but they didn't look like they got bullied out there. I'll say that much. It wasn't like, oh, man, they, they looked terrible. You know, they got beaten. You could tell Ferguson was the better team, but right. they didn't lie down. They looked good in that fourth quarter. They actually got the pass game going, which is fun to see. That's something, that's something that Clinton doesn't always do. Um so it was fun to see Peyton sling it a couple times. So he has six hundred and forty three yards passing this year. Yeah, so that's yeah, you know, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. He's it's not up to his rushing total, but it's, nope. uh, you know it's up there. <laughs> nope, but he uh, he looked good. He looked good throwing it. Um, you know, and and the defense kind of in the second half after after uh, he broke out those two runs, they didn't really put in any of their junior guys. You know what I mean? So it wasn't mm-hmm. like Ryan Mass was still out there, and they didn't really get anything out of him in the fourth quarter. So you like to see that from your defense. You like to see them step up and. Not not collapse on itself. So um, I think some good things to take away from Clinton. They're still uh, they're four and two, I believe. Yeah, four and two, four and two. Uh, still have their playoff hopes alive. 
Um, you know, still still have a solid shot at making it in there. Once you're in there, who knows what can happen. You should, might... be able, should be able to bounce back this week. They're at Palmyra Eagle, and Palmyra Eagle's 2-4, and four, overall 1-3 and three in the conference. Looks like a big bounce back week for the Cougars. And you got to figure Peyton's antsy to go back out there and run people over again because he got to do it a little bit last yeah. week, but he didn't have his usual over 100, you know, crazy stat line. And I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's excited to get back out there and run some guys over again. But it, it was fun to see him break all those runs when he does. He he has a way of surveying the field. Like you, it's almost fun watching him. You almost see him like stop. Stop's a weird word to use in football, but like maybe not mm-hmm. stop, but you see him surveying. He knows what hole to burst through, and he'll he goes through it and. It's yeah. just you know that Arkansas defense kind of read him pretty well too that week. But you, if you're you quick, can, you can do that. You can yeah. you can hesitate for just a moment to check the hole out and then take off. Oh yeah. So he and then DJ Vernon also had in a week where Peyton Bingham might not have uh, had his usual stat line. And DJ Vernon, uh, their running back, had a great week. Uh, you know, um, so I was always going to see he burst off a couple runs early on that first drive. They they came down and scored, made it six nothing against Marcuson early. Uh, DJ Vernon was big on that drive. He broke a couple runs. He's more of a bounce outside type of guy running down the sideline. Um, so it was fun to see him work in a week where I think usually Peyton gets the rushes. Um, it was fun to see DJ Vernon kind of get to work. So cool, cool to see. Sounds so, like you're impressed with the Cougars. Impressed with the Cougars, definitely. I think they're one of the better teams in this area that we cover. And you know, I think I saw it's it's fun to see life of that even in a loss. When you go out there for the first time and see a loss, it might be easy to go, oh, these guys are pretenders. But no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so at least yet. Very good. Well, yeah. I like to see Clinton back out. Uh, Back on solid footing in football because you know they have they have fans that really appreciate a good football team. Oh, it was a good crowd there Friday night. Good crowd on a on a chilly autumn night, so it was good to good to see. I'm afraid that's all we're going to get now. That's all we're going to get <laughs> is full fall football weather here it's now. It's time no more... for the running games to you know start yep. showing uh, showing some stuff. Who else do we got this week? Ooh. Uh, outside of that, not uh, like I said, not well. Broadhead won this week. Um, don't have the score, do I? Because mm-hmm. uh... hammered Dodgeville. Oh, no, yeah. wait, that's not it. What's that? 54 to 14? Is that last week? That sounds right. Sounds like a broadhead score, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Sounds like a broadhead score. <laughs> yeah. I know uh, they won. We didn't get any stats reported on them, but I know they won. Dude. I know they kicked butt again. And they're 6 0. And they're, and they're 6 0. They're one of the best. I think they're ranked maybe third right now, I think I saw. Yeah, that's what I saw. Uh, The coaches poll, yeah. Yeah. Um, this week they go take on a non conference opponent that's also 6 0. Yeah. Adams, friendship. Don't, don't let two them different places, you. I guess. So. <laughs> don't don't let the friendship part fool you. They are not no, a no. friendly team. No, they're four and zero in the South Central, um, and it should be a test for the Cardinals, which is probably a good thing when you got the playoffs coming up. You don't want to play all. Oh, this is the exact kind opponents. of game that the coach there wants. He wants he wants that test. He likes to see his team get tested. He likes to see his team go out there and play tough football, especially after you're you're killing these teams every week. I, they're not the Cardinals are not the type of team to get cocky, but. It's hard not to at 6-0, and even a little bit in the back of your mind. So this could be a good week, even if they come up with the win, to kind of humble them and go, hey, we're going to see teams like this in the playoffs. It's yeah. time to make sure we're on our A game. They may have to throw the ball a few times. They may have to throw the ball a few times. Show a little balance. Gabe Bakov, who uh, is their quarterback there, splits time with uh, Marcus McIntyre. Um, though when I was out there last time, it was mostly Gabe taking the uh, throws, but it was also only like two throws, so. <laughs> don't know if that means anything. I don't know if that means they decided their guy or if that means... I want to be, like, pleased with the coach. Hey, coach, can I throw the ball once this quarter, maybe? Or he twice made, like this I half said, or I, I know once in the first half when I was out there a few weeks ago, he threw it. It was a slant over the middle. He caught it. It was, like, a 15-yard pickup, and they didn't go back to it. I, thought, I was like, oh, maybe they'll go back to it. Nope. Nope. So, and then you look at the stat line, and he was, like, one for two, 15 yards. Like, that was that one catch. So 50%. Now, you... 50%. I, why throw it if you don't have to, I guess? No, like I said, we've talked about it every week on this podcast. Great run game, solid defense, and that defense gets the ball. They have some ball hawks on the team. Aiden yeah. Vondra on their defense 
he knows how to go and grab ball. He's had a few interceptions this year. He also knows how to go and get that ball knocked down to the ground, make sure nobody else is going to catch it. So uh, they have a stout defense. they got a good defensive line. They, they're really big guys out there in uh, uh, Broadhead who can make a good line, make a good push. And they're, they're known for that. That's tradition. Oh, yeah. Big boys out there. So good test. I'm excited to see what they do this week. I'm excited to see if they can they can prevail. And, yeah, so we'll we'll see how our friends up in Broadhead, if they can keep their undefeated season alive. Already clinched the playoffs, obviously. So, you know, always good to see that up there. So you're probably going to Turner's game this week, right? Going to Turner. Yep, going going to get to see. I'm going about what is about an hour away up to uh, Edgewood. Up to Edgewood, yeah. Yep. So that's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a fun match. Um, um you want to check on where that game is. I, I I think it's at Breeze Stevens Field in Madison. What you? Yeah, you're drawing a blank. I'm here. drawing a blank. I don't know. <laughs> anytime. Like, what? Uh, yeah, there was only one team home in our area this week, folks, and that's uh, Hananiga. So, uh, yeah, right. and Jim grabbed that one real quick. I did. He's got an excuse. He lives there. Hey, it's a, it's a rivalry game with Boyd. Yeah, you know, it's a, it should be an awesome game. Uh, no, but I, I'm pretty sure that they play at Breeze Stevens. And uh, oh my God, though Turner I, with the week they're coming off of <laughs> the week. I mean, listen now, if you hear the score, they lose. Yeah, they lost Lakeside Lutheran. It was a very good team. Uh, but these stats that these kids were putting up. Oh my God. Just amazing. I mean, you broke like six school records. Six school records, and you lose. I mean, that's just. <laughs> well, you gave up fifty points. It's gave up fifty hard. points against again the, a lot of teams in this in this conference uh, in the Capital Conference know how to score. Columbus, Lodi, Lakeside Lutheran. Yeah, this thing, this conference is stacked. Yeah, it's just, it's just stacked. And, and, and that's something, yeah, Turner's gonna have to keep an eye on the next few. They got the offense to do it. They got the offensive chops. Now it's time to. Get your defense up the par. You can get your defense to limit those points. You're, you're Don't score so fast. Hold on to the ball. <laughs> Use a little clock. Kill some clock, yeah. Sean you know. Fogle, uh, second time this year he's broken school records. Uh, he broke him as a He's breaking his own records now. Breaking his own records, you know. which is when you're doing that, you're in good company. Tyler Sutherland, he had what? like 15 catches uh, for two. Let me look it up. A lot of yards. Three touchdowns, four touchdowns. Four touchdowns, right? Yeah. And he, oh, where is it? I guess I didn't write that down. Shoot. A lot. Yeah. A He's lot got 33 yards. catches for uh, 623 yards for the season and 10 touchdowns. That's not bad. Particularly when you got a guy like Will Lauterbach. Who's your, I was going to say, guy. you know, yeah, Will Lauterbach, he's a big guy. He can muscle a lot of cornerbacks. Great hands, too. Great hands. Great hands. He makes those sideline catches. But Tyler Sutherland, he, he makes those circus catches, too. When I was out there a few weeks ago with him, he made a really – Really good, like one-handed kind of like grab. He's made like twist and too. turn. It's yeah, yeah. The, it's the, the turner wide receivers know how to. Sean knows where to put it, and they know how to get it. It's right. as simple as that. There, you know. I mean, some people might see those and go, "Well, Sean's not putting them in the right place." No, Sean knows where he's putting them because he gets them. He puts them only where his receivers can get them. Which you know, I, I had him for do. eighteen touchdown passes. And he missed a game too, so missed, we <laughs> missed an entire game. Yeah, and he missed yeah, the second. Entire... And he missed the second half of a game this Man. this year. So he's it's one and a half games out. And that's, I mean. He'd be my fantasy quarterback for sure, I think. Oh, yeah. He's one of those fantasy quarterbacks you're not afraid to take early because you're going to put him in the same. Yeah, Turner has plenty of uh, guys who would be uh, big on fantasy football. And, I mean, Jace Kurth also is a great running back. I mean, against these capital defenses, he might have slowed his role a little bit. But we know he's still a tough runner. Who oh, can, he's averaging uh, probably about six yards of carry. So. I mean, first down every time. I mean, yeah. You run rush him twice. Right, right. You know? So, good. Turner, you know. They're a team that you want to see bounce back, get these couple wins at the end, and kind of sneak their way into the playoffs. Um, you know, they were dominating the co- competition early on until they had to kind of face these, like I said, three tough teams in a row in the Capital Conference. Mm-hmm. You, you got to go Columbus, Lodi, or uh, yeah, Columbus, Lodi, 
and Lakeside Lutheran, not in that order. Um, but uh, three in a row, that's tough. Right. Edgewood's a 4-2 team as well. I, I heard a rumor that their quarterback got banged up in the last game, so I don't, I'm not sure what his status will be. Obviously, it'll help Turner if this if the kid can't play because he's obviously a gamer. Oh, yeah, and you got to take advantage of every opportunity you get like that where if they have if that team has a disadvantage, even if it is injury, which you don't want to see, got to take advantage of that, go out there and get these wins in the conference because they don't come easy against any team here. No. Even, if you're, even if you're having a week where you're like, finally – it's not a powerhouse. They're still a really good team. They're not. They might not be the Columbus of the conference, but they're a good team. No, so, but the, yeah, and with the offense they have, you don't need to shut out anybody. You need to just uh, slow them down because you can outscore people, but you can't give up fifty points. No, nope. that's just not a thing. Uh, and then if you're a Bullet Memorial, you need to uh, score. Yeah, you need to score at uh, when I, I didn't see the game. I talking to the coach. Uh, I was kind of disappointed that. That they were it was such a lopsided score, uh, thirty-five to nothing. But then I found out that they actually were on the five-yard line three times and didn't uh, and came away with no points. But they were moving the ball. They rushed for over two hundred yards. It wasn't like they didn't have opportunities. So you know, if you compare scores this week, it doesn't look like a good day. But uh, going to Burlington, um, but hey, I you never know. Momentum's a, the big thing. They just need to get off on a good start, like. That didn't happen last week or the week before. But um, it's very important that you need to move the ball early and get some points on the board and don't uh, make it a great day for Tony Romo. Tony Romo, Tony Romo is going gonna, to be up there yeah, in the field, are honored in his name, a Burlington High School graduate. Yeah, I, I don't know if he had anything to do with the field or if it's just because he's a really cool guy from Burlington. He's all, you know, he, he's uh, well, kept, he's you, kept the... Well, the timing lined up. You said because he's calling the uh, Packers game this weekend. Yeah, he's, he's in town. So they worked the it out. Yeah, they so. worked out. It wasn't just he didn't come just for this. I mean, no. At first, I thought I'm like, that's really cool. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, you know, if you want to see uh, Beloit Memorial uh, and see Tony Romo all in one, head up to uh, Burlington this week. Yeah. Um, you know, see see how these nights finish out the year. Who where? Yeah, they could have had some wins here and there. You know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. routine case game early on. Oh. Could have been a win, and that yeah, you're at, that you're at three, and then. You know, they, they've played teams pretty well. I mean, it, it's funny because they play teams really well, and then it feels like there's some weeks where they just, like, you get, like, 35 nothing, even with all that. That's a surprise <laughs> score. There was the one week they got kind of killed. Well, it was 35 it was like because that team seven. was winless, but then if you looked at their scores, they had played teams. No, that's something Brian DeMint warned us about. He said, yeah, this team is not, they don't look at their record. They're a lot better than the record shows. It's uh, it's the same old thing. They, they really don't have a lot of depth, and, and it shows up sometimes, uh, unfortunately. So if you look ahead, I mean, they, they honored their uh, middle school teams uh, at halftime a few weeks ago, and there were a slew of kids out there. So that's a good sign. You know, there's a lot of yep. kids playing middle school ball. Um, their freshman team is 3-2 uh, and two in the two losses they had uh, were close games, I think. So that's good. They, got, they have, I think, over 30 kids out for freshman ball. Uh, it, it just bodes well for the future if you can get those numbers up. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously. It's one of the things where it's going to be tough. They're going to have to battle to get these wins. They're a team that a lot of other schools probably look down upon as a football school. Uh, and, yeah, I think it's time that they, you know, I'm sure a lot of them want to go out there. I mean, a lot of these kids probably don't even maybe, – maybe that's not in their heads, but I think, you know, deep down you kind of want to prove that, hey, we can be a football school. We can go out there and, you know, hold our own. So that's going to be exciting to watch over these – not over these next, last couple of games, but these last next couple of years, you know. Oh, yeah. They are going to have uh, their hands full the next couple of weeks. they got to play Waterford yet, and Waterford's obviously a very good team, too. Mm-hmm. And who's the other one against? Uh, 
Badger, I think they haven't played. Yet. Oh, they played Badger. Okay, yeah. that might be the last game. But they haven't played Badger yet. I know that. No, yet. Badger's another one. It's uh, yeah. You know, it's having a good season. So none of these are going to be easy for the Purple Knights, but uh, they're moving in the right direction, definitely. And then uh, Parkview continues their losing streak, but I do want to point out uh, Carson Redmond, twenty-two carries for ninety-eight yards this season. He's averaging four point five yards per carry, which is a really solid stat line when you're on a team that you know might be in a rebuilding, might be trying to figure out who they are as a program and stuff. So. I always like to see a kid like Carson Redman going out there every week working for a team like that and getting it done. Gage Pomplin also had a touchdown. I think he's one of the only players this year to have scored a touchdown. I think he's had like two or three this year. Uh, he's a tight end there. He also punched for them. So just want to highlight some of those kids in Parkview because I think if you look at those scores, sometimes you could be fooled that these kids out there don't care. But a lot of kids are out there working their butt off, you know, working hard, trying their best. And it shows in the stat line sometimes, but not in the score. So good to see them get, you know, a couple guys out there who are who – are, Putting up good numbers despite really lopsided losses. Um, so it's good to see that. Uh, Bigfoot uh, continue their losing streak, correct? Yeah, Bigfoot one and five or lost five in a yeah. row since their opening win. They only trailed 13 to seven at halftime, but uh, three third scorers, third quarter scores by the Blue Devils uh, came in a reach 40 to seven final score. That's rough when you have a team come out and just kind of knock you around like that in the second half. Um, you know, you really want to kind of. Yeah, I mean, 37 at halftime, you're thinking maybe maybe this is our week to break it. We're holding a tough team, kind of close, but got and got away from them. So Bigfoot, another team that next year is going to look to bounce back, uh, build off a tough season. and Maybe this week. I think they're at New Glarus, Monticello, winless. Um, could could be the time for the Chiefs to turn things around. Yeah, you, you want to see they want to see them get a few because they won Week One. So now they're on. A, it's been a while since they tasted that victory. So they you want it's a team you want to see get on the board one last time before the season ends and before they you know wash this season off and they prepare for another one. So yeah, I was just looking at New Glarus Monticello. They lost forty to nothing last week and they're they're only averaging twelve points. So it again, so it 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 looks like a chance for the for Bigfoot to get back on track and. You know, even though they've been losing, their their running backs still have been rushing for 100 yeah. yards a game. So maybe he'll get 200 again. Yeah, these guys. I was gonna say he's he's a guy that could win you a game if your if if your opponent isn't one of the best. So excited to see what numbers he puts up this week. He's just putting up some big numbers early in the year, and once they start facing these, they're in the Capital Conference too. So these team, Turner's a really good team, and they've mm-hmm. been kind of knocked around a little bit by these Capital teams. So it's when you're a Bigfoot program that's not as good as Turner. And you're getting, you know, it can be tough to be in a conference like that. It's a tough conference. It's a tough conference. So, uh, I think that's it for our area, right? Not forgetting anybody. Mm, I don't think so. So moving on to uh, some of the Janesville teams. Janesville Parker beat Madison West forty to seven. They already had a forty to nothing lead at halftime, which uh, that's rough. You know, running clock the entire second half. Um, their uh, Parker's defense, uh, or Madison West's defense, limited uh, Janesville Parker to one hundred sixty-five yards. Uh, their quarterback went off on Madison West. He was 14 to 15, only one complete pass, four touchdowns. Um, Parker now falls to four and two. They're two and two in the conference, and they play Middleton next week, uh, who could be another tough challenge because uh, Middleton beat uh, Jamesville Craig 35 to seven this Friday. Got a solicitor. <laughs> um, 35 to seven. Uh, Middleton's running back Bryce Falk uh, had 222 yards on 31 carries. Uh, kind of shredded Janesville's uh, defense there. Uh, but Craig was only down seven to nothing at halftime. We saw the uh, saw, yeah I mean, momentum, I guess. Yeah, I mean, wow. man, to to go out there and just completely 
dominate the second half like that. Kind of the opposite of Parker's game. Parker's game was out of reach in the first half. Craig's game came out of reach in the second half. So that's tough to see, you know, see a team adjust like that and come out. But, uh, yeah, they're now 3-2-1 and one overall because they had that tie in week one because of Lightning. Uh, game ended in a tie. So they're 3-2-1, and one, and uh, they're 2-2 two and two in the Big 8. They next play uh, Madison East. Uh, so hoping to see a bounce-back week for uh I saw East. Did you? Yeah. They played Beloit in a non-conference game. I, I, I would... I would think they would be able to handle East. Okay, that's uh, that's what you always want to see about like when after getting kind of handled by a conference opponent, you know, especially a tough one like that in the second half. You hate to see, you know, at that point you probably just when you, when it's thirty five to seven at the end of the game, it's hard not to kind of be like, man, what happened, you know, and kind right. of feel down yourself. So, really want to see a bounce back week, and then Milton lost the Portage. It was an, it was a rough week all around in Wisconsin, huh? <laughs> Thirty one to twenty six, close game. Uh, Milton is now two and four, two and two in the conference. Um, Quinn Williams rushed for 83 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, next up for them is Sun Prairie East. Um, so another, a lot of teams in this area are looking for a bounce back week, to say the least. To say the least. Yes. And another team that is looking for a bounce back win is the Wisconsin Badgers, who uh, <laughs> were handled by Ohio State. I'm from Ohio. I mean, I grew up in Buckeyes culture, so I of course root for Ohio State. I'm not invested in it like I am in what? NFL. Just, I mean, just, <laughs> I mean, but you couldn't grow up in Ohio without being invested in the Buckeyes. I mean, yeah, I party parents were met at Buckeyes parties. You know, a lot of people. I have friends whose parents met at Ohio State parties. You know what I mean? It's just I know. the I, culture there's huge, but man, it's nuts. I I, I saw that uh, that's, that graphic about the what, how many five star recruits do they have. 66 or something say, like that, and the Badgers than, have 20. Yeah, it's... What? <laughs> I mean, Ohio, you always hear it's Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, and everybody else, and that looks more than true than ever this year. Um, Wisconsin, just a rough a rough loss, and you kind of wish you'd see the Badgers hang with them a little more. I, I mean, oh, man, they were down so fast. Yeah, it's, you know, Graham Mertz, you know, still trying to find the identity with Wisconsin. You had to be a heck of a Badger fan to, to hold out and watch the entire <laughs> game. You know, oh my! God. You had to be a heck of a football fan to hang. But I had it on. But it was in the background by that point. It's <sighs> like at that point, yeah. It's and their their offensive line is is struggling this year. Well, they were without a couple of starters. Although we saw those starters struggle before, yeah. so I mean, I don't know, they probably would have struggled against Ohio State too. That's that's the thing that's really disappointing that they're getting just handled at the yeah. line of scrimmage when they've been able to. Kind of play with Ohio State. It's always been sort of an equal footing thing at the line of scrimmage. You got those stud running backs from UW that can, you know, keep you in the game. But boy, they they just were manhandled. It yeah, like it wasn't even penalties. It was just all out. Uh, you know, got one guy just taking care of another guy. I guess just outmatched. So if you if you're one of those sixty six five star guys, well, why do you go to Ohio State? You're not going to play, right? At that point. You get the ring, right? You probably get a ring. You're, yeah. you're guaranteed. Yeah, usually you're guaranteed a spot in the Big Ten Championship. Yeah, I guess. You're probably gonna win it. But like, I know I'm with you on that though. If I'm a player, I want to play. Yeah. Go out to a school that doesn't have a lot. So they have a lot of transfers in the next year. Or? You would think. You would think. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, just I wouldn't want to be a, a really really good player, a five star guy, and just sit the bench. That would. Unless a lot of them are younger, you know, a lot of them are probably younger guys who are hoping once these older guys. A lot. Of, I mean, a lot of these players obviously Let's just bring in more. Yeah, but then they're younger, and yeah. then these guys are yeah, older by this maybe. point. Because a lot of Buckeyes players obviously leave early because they can go into the draft whenever the heck they well, want. Well, some of them end up at Mount Union, I think. Uh, oh, I'm sure a lot of them go, go to those. The grades. Whoops. I know Kent State, my alma mater, has uh, a, uh, a Kent, uh, Ohio State player well, transferred State over. Yep. Yeah. Well, so, you, know, you see that. It kind of benefits. That's why it's good to be an Ohio school. You kind of get the uh, 
I'm not seeing the playing time there. They're going to come to your conference. They're going to kill it. You well, know what I mean? Yikes. Getting back to the Badgers, that's uh, a big week for them. If, if they don't uh, rock and roll against Illinois, I think you're, the social media is going to be just nuts. And if it wasn't nuts already after the Ohio State game, <laughs> uh, they need a convincing win against uh, Bielema, <laughs> your, your ex-coach. You, you can't have him come in and, uh, oh, jeez. I mean, I almost said a win. Yikes! Yeah, I just I don't even want him to play well. I, I want the Badgers to win by twenty. Yeah, and you, and you need a win like that after a tough loss. You want a dominating win. You don't want to show mercy against a, or your team. You you have you to go out there and you have to show that last week was just a loss to a really a, good team. It's a huge game for Graham Mertz, I think, to to just uh, get back on the right track. I I mean, people are thinking maybe he's not the guy. Maybe they should bring in one of these guys that played a couple weeks ago, one of those uh, backups. Yeah, we, we saw him light up an FCS team, right? It was an FCS <laughs> team. Um, you, need to, you need to prove you can do it against a Big Ten team. You know what I mean? You can't, right, you can't right. just do it against non-con opponents. Yeah, he, he made a few bad throws in that game. Boy. Yeah. But then he, again, he was under a serious duress. Under but, duress. And I, when you're, the more you get down, the more you're just trying to make anything happen. So. Mm-hmm. And, and does he have the receivers? You know, you can get all over him, but I don't know if these receivers are all that. I don't see a whole lot of separate going on but then you've got Ohio State who's got you know excellent players everywhere so and the pressure's almost constant as we were talking about before we started recording USC's coming on over no oh, yeah. so you need to find as a program an identity start getting better or else it's going to be a rough next couple of years absolutely there's a lot of people that are kind of on the hot seat the head coach the quarterback the offensive line's catching a lot of grief you know it, it's uh it's a week where they need to get going and get and like you said, a convincing win would definitely be a good thing for the Badgers. And we haven't talked about a lot of wins on this podcast yet. Broadhead was basically the only one, but the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers, yeah. Got, I was the only one uh, to uh, between me, you, and Tim That's because you're not a Packer fan. You don't, not you, a Packers fan. Yeah. I felt like they were going to win this one, though. I was like, this, Tom Brady has not been having as good of a year. A lot of his receivers were out. But I will say, I thought Green Bay was going to play better. I'm sure you didn't. It came down to the last play. <laughs> I guarantee if it went to overtime, I'm probably putting the money on Brady. But um, yeah, it, it was a. It was a. I did get nervous because Tom Brady led them down the field at that last time. Oh. He's looking like Tom Brady right now. It, it was the prevent defense. It was prevent to you from winning. And then uh, a tip at the at the goal line. And thank goodness. Although I don't know where that ball would have gone if he hadn't tipped it. I think. They're it was prob- good. Me and you talked, though. It was good coverage. It he could had have been a pass interference call. Oh, we did talk about that, too. Yeah. If he's not tipped, is it pass interference? So. Oh, man. I don't, I don't know what they would have done. I don't want to know. But uh, you want to get a win against a tough team like that. Even if Tom Brady was maybe on not his A game, if he had a lot of receivers out, a win, hey, a win is a win. win. A win is a Two win. Two and one now, right? Yes. Two and, and one. Going back to Lambeau and playing uh, the Patriots, and Tony Romo's going to talk about it. Tony Romo's going to talk about it. Maybe he'll mention Burlington. Cor- uh, the quarterback's banged up for the Patriots. Mac um, Jones, yeah. And Bakhtiari's back in the lineup for the Packers. I, geez, I think the Packers are going to win this one. I did too. And, you know, I watched my Steelers uh, lose to the Patriots earlier this year, uh, and uh, they weren't that impressive. I mean, Mac Jones, he's not the next Brady. I think he's still trying to figure out how he's going to be in the league, mm-hmm. um, and he's hurt. He's mm-hmm. hurt. They don't, you know, their run game is. Eh, they don't have a lot of great receivers. They have a solid defense, but I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a solid player. So it's that Lambo, and he should be getting. Um, well, Sammy Watkins is on the IR, huh? So that 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 hurts. Yeah, Sammy um, Watkins. Yeah, he's. But a, Christian he's Watson out. might be back this week, 
and he's a player that you hope uh, can kind of redeem himself. He had a I, tough drop that was injured. I guess you, you want to throw it to Romeo. He, Romeo, yeah, Romeo. Eight targets, Dobbs, man. eight catches. You know, target him a few more times, maybe. Next Fonte Adams, maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. You know, and uh, got to see, uh, got to see Aaron Jones opening up a little bit. He didn't have the most impressive uh, numbers. He, he fumbled at the goal line, and then that kind of set the tone for the rest of the game. Yeah, historically, he hasn't played that well against the Bucks. Yeah, so that's true. Yeah, so gotta, he rarely has a bad game two games in a row. So you know, look out. I, yeah, he, yeah, I expect big things out of him again. AJ Dillon will probably have another good week. Probably, um, he's you consistent. Know. This feels like one the Packers should win, but nothing is assured in the NFL. It's a crazy league, but you're three and one. You're sitting in business. You got a little breathing room. You're kind of getting into the feel of the season. Sure, and, you know, yeah. you're off to a good start. You know, and it, we talked about it before. We what we talked about in our personal lives, where Packers kind of might have missed their chance to get a Super Bowl with Devontae and everything, but you still got prime Aaron Rodgers right now. You know, this is the last couple chances to really go out there and. You know, the NFC isn't amazing. <laughs> the AFC stacked, but the, the NFC last couple of years, he's going to play till he's forty-five, I think. Probably Brady. He's going to be Brady's age. I think you know? so. I think he... so. Like looking for another big, big week from the Packers. But uh, that'll do it for us on this week. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Hopefully, we talk about more area wins. Hopefully, um, yeah. Though Jim is in Illinois again, so won't have much to contribute. But I'll be. I'm making the trip for you people an hour up to uh, get this done. So. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next week.